doof nugget south of the border. You ever been to south of the border? I've been to Mexico. No, it's like a weird like. Oh, we're recording. Yeah, I hit it several minutes ago. That whole entire conversation about Koreans is in here. Whoops. Also, why is my entire background just incredibly yellow? Why is my whole video yellow? Because you have sunlight behind you. I don't know. We just talked about my disdain for yellows. (laughs) (laughs) But please cut that. (laughs) Dude, this is like the sixth episode in a row where we're just making fun of Asian people. (laughs) We have a clear theme here and it's not a good one. Hello. Hi. And welcome back to the What Happened podcast. You could have a sadder introduction. Okay. First, let me get let me get the sad away. Owen Ryan. I'm your host Owen. There we no, go. I'm your host Ryan. <laughs> oh That's God. your host Owen. This is a podcast about history. You're everyone's already asleep. Okay, so <laughs> I've been a little under the weather audience, and so I just want to put it out there right now that I really phoned in this story. Dude, you've been under the weather for like two years. Look at your life. No offense, of course. You always say the most offensive things and then just say no offense. It's very offensive. No, it's not because I said no offense. What's the point of saying it? Riddle me that. You're supposed to say something that like could be taken as offensive. Not something that's just objectively offensive. Oh, that you look like a cow this evening? <laughs> or is that also objectively offensive? I don't know. It could be Indian. And they love Ooh, that's cows. That's a good point. So maybe... That's a good point. Anyways... <laughs> Whoa, we diverged. <laughs> Do you wash your socks? Um, I don't know. Well, no, I walked around. With, these are, the, I got these out of the fucking laundry hamper. This is why I, this is why I have indoor my socks are like black. This is why I have indoor shoes. Anyway, so Owen, we're back. Episode <laughs> yes. I don't know the number. <laughs> so, oh, and this story was rather difficult to um, research, actually. Okay. Because this story is about. A man named Dr. Charles Scudder. Okay. And every time I Googled Dr. Charles Scudder... Is it Scudder, like a sex move? <laughs> it came up... Well, Scudder shares a name with um, an American pro golfer who competed in the 1904 Summer Olympics. Bro, who, who's looking up a 1904 golfer? However, Owen, this story has nothing to do with golf and everything to do with LSD, Satanism, and backwoods murder. You really like LSD, don't you? Well, in two ways I mean that. One, you talk about it a lot on the podcast, and two, you know... You don't snort it. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just... <laughs> so Put a little tab on your tongue. Our Scudder was born in 1926 in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. <laughs> Wisconsin? Yeah. Land of Lakes, did you know that? Oh, like the butter. That's why it's an Indian, because they have weird Indian names. I think they changed that. Damn fucking... I mean, honestly, if they haven't changed it, props to them, but I'm pretty sure they did. I forget what it was, but I saw some, like, joke on a a TV show a while ago that was like, you young kids and your internet porn, I had to jerk off to the Indian on the Land of Lakes butter (laughs) box. Anyway. I think that might have been... Oh, yeah, it was uh, F is for Family. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. How time flies. Even though that was in the 70s, so they didn't have internet for Whatever. Bill Gates wasn't our hero yet. Porno mags. <laughs> yeah. We're diverging yet again. So, um, our Scudder was born in 1926, Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. 
He later attended Oberlin College in Ohio. Oh, yes, the um, Oberlin College. And he was involved in the school's drama department. Not surprised. Which, we'll get there, but says a lot about him. What is his doctorate in dramatology? No. <laughs> um, he, uh, there he met Helen Kilborn Hayslett, who, uh, and the two were married on September 10th, 1946, but the marriage soon ended in divorce. Wait, so he was married at like the age of 20? Yeah, it was. Because he was born in 26? It was the 40s, dude. That's, that's a good what, point. That's what they did. If you're, there was a war. If you're 17 and unmarried, you're like a fucking old hag. That's a good point. Yeah. Did he serve? No. He didn't he serve? Did. No. <laughs> um, in the 1950s, Scudder remarried uh, some woman named Bortai Bunting, but that marriage also ended in divorce. After having four sons together. Ooh. Yeah. Did he have kids with the first chick? No. Uh-huh. I don't I don't think so. There's not like a lot about his early life, which is strange. I'm just, you're keeping this guy very mysterious. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's his doctorate in? You just skipped from his marriages. What's his doctorate in? I will get there. Well, did we skip to 1950 or are we still talking about early life? just said here? 1950 he was fucking married to this bitch bunting. Yeah. But that skipped the years after college. Okay, guy. Okay. I just said that. Oh, what? Fuck. <laughs> Eventually, Scudder would move to Chicago and become the professor of pharmacology at Loyola University. Oh. He liked um, drugs, huh? Many who knew Scudder would describe him as brilliant, polished, and soft-spoken, but confident. A lot of people say that about me. Yeah, which... Who else do you know who's brilliant, polished, soft-spoken, but confident? Paul. Ted Bundy? Oh. Was he soft-spoken? I don't know. He's, this guy's not a murderer anyways. I don't know oh. why I said that. Oh, you just compared him to like a serial <laughs> rapist. <laughs> um, Is he still alive? <laughs> Bundy? No, he was born in 26. Never mind. Uh, but all that changed in 1976, <laughs> Owen. What happened? When Scudder left Chicago for simpler water. Or simpler for simpler water. water? <laughs> for a simpler life. In his own words, Scudder longed for an escape from taxes, light bills, gas bills, water bills, heating bills, and the helpless feeling that resulted from watching his old neighborhood disintegrate into an urban ghetto. Seems racist. I don't think he liked black people. Yeah, I was going to say, it seems racist. (laughs) Um, So he moved with his longtime partner, Joe Odom, to the woods outside Somerville, Georgia. Yep. Uh, Race. Perfect. Continue. Um, So he was, I guess, like a closeted gay guy for a while. Uh. And then he finally got up the courage... To move with his partner, Joe, to the woods outside Somerville, Georgia. So he had like five, four kids. Yeah. He was gay the whole time. My uncle had two kids. Yep. and Still gay. my favorite story. Yeah. Left your poor aunt in debt. My poor aunt. What a guy. Frankie. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's such a funny story. Uh, the two lived in a camper in the Ooh. woods and began construction on what they would call... The Corpsewood Manor. Do you think they bought the land, or do you think they just drove to? An no, they area? bought the land. Oh, okay. it, it wasn't. It was like I think it was like forty acres or something. I don't That's know. a lot of acres. Well, I think he made like a ton of money at Loyola because they said yeah. he lived in a mansion in Chicago. And he's the pharmacology professor, yeah. professor of pharmacology. That thing. Um, it took two years of construction, and when they were done, they had completed a two-story brick house. Oh, nice! The manor included several outbuildings and a three-story. Quote chicken house. Wait, outbuildings? Yeah, it's like they had like a shed, like a like a oh, like sheds and shit. Shed and like a like a a fuck shack, like a gazebo <laughs> outside. I don't know. 
They definitely had a fuck shack. Um, well, the chicken house is what they called the pink room, which was also known... As the cock house? As their pleasure chamber. Okay, so yes. <laughs> um, so even at Loyola, uh, Scudder's work was not that of a typical academic. Owen. What did he like? Um, for one, yeah. he performed government-funded experiments with mind-altering drugs such as LSD. Jesus Christ. Uh, he also did such things as dye his p- hair purple, <laughs> and he kept a pet monkey. All right, that last one's baller as fuck. <laughs> the 60s. Um, did he, uh, did he know the monkey pretty well? That I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if he ever got topped off by a monkey. (laughs) But monkeys have big teeth. Yeah, they probably... They have, like, pretty good canines, I think. Yeah, they probably think think it's a snake coming at them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's why I've never tried to get head from a mongoose. That's smart. That's just that's Kids, keeping you alive. Do not get, do not get head from monkeys. <laughs> if you take anything away from this podcast today, <laughs> um, and so when he left Leola for Corpsewood Manor, he took a few souvenirs with him, including two human skulls, oh, and twelve thousand doses of LSD. Jesus Christ! Um, so the manor was guarded by two mastiffs named Beelzebub and Arsenaf. Isn't it Beelzebub? I don't know. Either way. Beelzebub. An arsenif? Beelzebub. B-E-L-Z-B. And what? Arsenath. So huh. Beelzebub is like a biblical, is like yeah. the name for the yeah. devil. And then yeah. Arsenath was named after like a, um, who's that guy? Squidface. Cthulhu. Oh, Cthulhu. The guy who wrote Cthulhu. He also wrote a story about Arsenath or something. Gotcha. Um, Lovecraft or something, right? Yeah, H.P. Yeah. Lovecraft. Yeah. So it was named after a Lovecraft character. Uh, local legends adds to that the pair also summoned a real demon to assist the dogs in guarding the house. That's baller. Yeah. I mean, you can, like, give a steak to a dog, but what do you give to a demon, you know? Cock. Ooh, you fuck a demon. Demons love to have sex, right? Isn't that their whole thing? Is it? Wouldn't that be a sex demon? Isn't that, like, a euphemism oh, like for... like a succubus? A... Yeah, okay. Continue. So, isn't a succubus when, like, a... A Japanese, like like a little Japanese girl who's actually a 3,000-year-old vampire comes and like sucks your cock until you're dead or something? I genuinely don't know, but I'm sure I can find it in your search history. <laughs> I know how to do private browsing. <laughs> um, so, Scudder and Odom also decorated Corpsewood Manor with various gothic paraphernalia, including the skulls that uh, Scudder had swiped and a pink gargoyle he had brought from his old mansion in Chicago. This place sounds baller. Yeah, dude. Uh, Scudder himself thought of Corpsewood Manor more like as a more as a mausoleum, a tomb requiring care, cleaning, and endless costly repairs. So I don't really like know a, why. It was just a house. Seemed like a shitty place then. Yeah, I don't know. Apparently, it wasn't a good like. Do you think they had builder? Plumbing? Huh? You think they had plumbing? That's a good question. They lived in they, the woods. Yeah. Or do you think they're like shitting in buckets? They're probably sh- well. That's probably what the outhouses are for. That's a good point. One's a f- <laughs> one's a fuck shack. One's a shit shack. Fuck shack is a little low. Okay. Um, <laughs> Scudder also fashioned a stained glass window adorned with the prophet, known as Baphomet, an important figure in the Church of Satan. Huh. Um, Scudder and o- Odom celebrated base worldly passions in their new manner. Scudder and Odom. Uh, like to invite guests over for wild sex parties centered on the, uh, in the pink room. 
There it is. Yeah. Uh, so painted entirely pink, the pleasure chamber chamber was filled with mattresses, candles, whips, chains, pornography, and even a logbook listing guests' sexual predilections. I don't know what that word means, but I, I assume know. that's if they you like it up the wrote butt. down. Jane took it up the ass by fifteen yep. guys, January fifteenth, nineteen eighty-one. That way you can look at the logbook and be like, "Oh God, Jane's here." Yeah, and start <laughs> jerking off. <laughs> um, Yikes! So, Please tell me there was like a cracked window in that place, or else that would have been just like a funky, funky <laughs> smell. <laughs> I think it was actually outdoors. Oh, I think it was like, I think it like, like didn't. I think it had like columns, but like no windows, like a gazebes. But also, all the pictures that I could really find were of it like. All old and destroyed. Is this place still, like, up? You can go there, but it's, like, in ruins. Oh. Yeah. The devil didn't protect it, huh? No. Oops. Greatest lie that the devil ever told? Was... Yeah, that. Specifically that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. But while these acts were reportedly consensual, the pink room parties are the reason that on the night of December 12th, 1982, Corpsehood Manor turned into a bloody murder scene, Owen. Ooh. Uh, among the locals that Scudder and Odom invited into their home for parties and sexual acti- adventures uh, of one kind or another were 17-year-old Kenneth Avery Brock and his roommate, 30-year-old Samuel Tony West. Whose middle name is Tony? <laughs> <laughs> was it Anthony, I guess? It was definitely Anthony, but who abbreviates their middle name to Tony? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. He's probably was murdered, but like... <laughs> No idea. Uh, <laughs> so, information is scarce and reports vary, but at least according to some, Brock had several homosexual encounters with Scudder at Corpsewood, and eventually Brock brought West there for more of the same. Okay. Um, however, West was not only strongly objected, or West not only strongly objected to any kind of homosexual activity, but also uh, was convinced. Or, but also convinced Brock that he'd been taking advantage that he was taken advantage of by Scudder. So this seventeen-year-old comes over, has sex with a man, and then his he goes to his roommate and was like, "Hey, want to go have sex with this man?" And he was like, "No, I don't like having sex with this man." Also, he raped you. I think is. <laughs> that was your takeaway from that. That was my takeaway. Um, I always forget to make my font big, so I'm always like. I, I really yeah, struggling yeah. to find Straighten where it was. your eyes, yeah. lose your spot. Yeah, also it doesn't help that there's some sun peeking through Yeah, this. no, you got like a dick shape right in between your eyes. It's kind of funny. Okay. Oh, I guess we're a brief intermission. There we go. Oh, that was very brief. A little better. Um, where was I? However, West... Oh, I already read that. Oh, God. I'm not doing all today, man. Again, Just whether today. Brock had actually been taken advantage of by Scudder remains unclear. Mm. Only so the Lord will determine that. It could have been consensual. However, let's keep in mind, Brock statutory. was 17. Yeah, statutory. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know the laws in Georgia. I Probably legal. It's probably yeah. legal. Especially it's the 80s. It's probably just like gay sex is illegal. Well, yeah. Probably still is. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh. Nevertheless, Brock and West decided to return to Corpsewood and rob the two men in their isolated home. Okay. So they were somehow convinced so that... So they got sodomized, raped, and then they were going to go back for like so, revenge? Or they were just like, I'm going to s- steal the human skulls that they have. So one of them goes over and is like, yo, I just had this wild, crazy 
drug-fueled sex night with this guy. You want to come? And he was like, I don't like to have sex with men. Also, he raped you. But then they're also convinced that um, Scudder had like a ton of money hidden in this crazy sex house that he built. Hot. So they were like, let's just go there, do some drugs, the and then rob place. him. Nice. Yeah. Um, Brock and West, uh, with two teenagers named Joey Wells and Teresa Hudgens, along for the ride, uh, headed to Corpsewood Manor on December 12, 1982, with guns. However, things didn't start off violently. Initially, the four guests acted as if they were just there to hang out and accepted Scudder's offer of a homemade wine as well as a potent huffing mixture of varnished paint thinner and other chemicals. Nice. Yeah, so they're just like fucking whacked out of their Yeah, lives. dude, they're on everything. Um, at some point in the night, Brock went out to his car and retrieved his rifle. Brock returned to the manor and shot Odom and the two dogs. Oh, no. What about Not the devil? Not above. What about the devil? Yeah, the demon, oh, that... I guess, wasn't there to protect him. I'm so confused. Okay. All right. So the other bull mastiff is still alive at the moment? No, he, sh- he shot the two dogs. Well, you just said not Beezlebub. Yeah, like, oh, no, Beezlebub, not Beezlebub. Oh, that's what you mean. Like, sad for Beezlebub. Yes, poor Beezlebub. Who's ever sad for the devil? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> um, that then, landed. <laughs> then Brock and West uh, showed Scudder the bloodbath and did all they could to force him to give up whatever money he had. When Brock and West uh, hadn't... What Brock and West hadn't realized uh, is that there was there were no riches in the house of any kind, and uh, they did eventually accept this fact. Then they shot Scudder five times in the head, uh, took he what died? little valuables they uh, that were lying around, and fled the scene. Jesus Christ. So they just overkilled the fuck out of this guy? Yeah, so firstly, they take his drugs, which, like, come on. Like, I mean, just rude to take him in his drug and then shoot him to death. I mean, isn't it ruder to take his, like, vast wealth? Quote-unquote, vast wealth. And then shoot him? Yeah, I guess. But, like, it's like inviting yourself over, drinking a man's beer, and then, like, slapping him in the face. It's like, what? It's just the principle. It's the, know. Yeah, you know, that's fair. He welcomed you into his home. Into Even his home. I don't think he welcomed you because he killed his dogs. and LSD, and you go out of your way to kill him? What that's a, just rude. Yeah, bastard. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, they fled all the way to Mississippi, where they killed another man named Kirby Phelps as part of a robbery gone wrong Oof. on December 15th. Where are they trying to go? Uh, they just, like, fucking They were trying fled. to go west of the Mississippi? They just fucking fled. I get it. They were just scared because they killed a guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you killed a guy in the backwoods of Georgia. Like, Yeah, probably no And it's also a guy that everybody hated. Yeah, so... Because, like, 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 I didn't really touch on it that much, but, like, rumors started, like, going around that, like, these two worship Satan and shit, which they, like, did, but... Uh, yeah, so like if they, nobody there really liked him, so it probably would have just gotten swept under the rug. Yeah. I mean, clearly we know who killed him because we know the guy's names. We're talking about him. Well, so like, uh, eventually the two did turn themselves in, oh, like a bunch of pussies. Like that kid that. from our high school who pistol whipped that guy at that college. You remember that? Oh, uh, but you don't say the poor man's name. Oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, that guy. He like went to some guy's college it to was, like. It was what? You remember from high school? What? Stop name dropping people. <laughs> I mean, you got to you got to work around. He went this. to somebody's college to try to sell them weed, and then he gave him like a like bag lettuce. of lettuce. And the guy was like, "This is lettuce." And then he pulled out a gun and slapped the yep, kid in the in face in a dorm room. In a dorm room, and then while fleeing, he like ran into several other people. Were like, 
who were like, what was that noise? And he pulled a gun on them yep, and was like, yep. get out of here. And then he fled and then eventually turned himself in. He got like house arrest. And everyone... No, that... I thought he went to jail. No. Because well, I remember... Uh, like on the day he got out was like i'm so glad to have you oh uh, yeah well I, I think he was also on house arrest too but everyone was just like the system failed him I was like the system didn't fail him he fucking pistol with some drove, guy he, after trying to sell him a bag of he lettuce over an hour 45 one direction to sell with the intent of selling a guy lettuce and then got mad when he got caught piece of shit what a piece of shit yeah anyways um how do we get on that brock was event uh brock eventually returned to georgia Brock and West eventually returned to Georgia, turned themselves in. West was found guilty of two counts of murder and sentenced to death, while Brock pleaded guilty and received three consecutive life sentences. Oh. yeah. Why was one given the death sentence? Because he was the one that deal. actually did it? No, yeah. one took a plea deal. Oh. So he read it first. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Mm. Um, but Owen, this is a... Um, I actually found an article on thechurchofsatan.com, which documents this as a massive tragedy. <laughs> I, I mean, Because yeah. it's just two gay guys living their life and having sex with teenagers in the woods. Yeah. And everyone was like, they, they were so harmless. They didn't touch. They didn't hurt a soul. And um, so according to thechurchofsatan.com. They're saints now? Is that what quote, you're saying? This is a cautionary tale to every Satanist. Walk among them, but never forget you are not of them. Fuck. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> There's not like a rest in peace Beezlebub on that? <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't really care about the dog. Just like that a much picture either. of a bull mastiff in the background. It just says rip. I, there was a picture of his dog. It's a fucking huge dog. Bull mastiff's a big dog. Yeah. Anyways, that's the story of um, two gay drug addicts from the woods of Georgia. <laughs> and the murder of a demon loving gay man. Yep. A wild. Good for him. Besides the fact that you know he like statutorily raped someone. Yeah, he did have sex with a seventeen-year-old. But then again, it was the eighties, and everyone seemed okay with that in the eighties. Dude, you didn't know what hole your dick was in. (laughs) Somebody like rock song is about having sex with like a sixteen-year-old. Yeah, well, it's like, uh, yeah, there's yes, yes, there's an uncomfortable amount. Yeah, like like an uncomfortable amount. Especially some songs that are so popular, you'll listen to and you'll be like, holy shit. (laughs) When they're talking about like my little girl or whatever and shit like that, it's like, ugh. This week's episode is brought to you by the Ohio Haunting and Legends Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Ohio Hauntings and Legends Podcast. We will be taking you to places you have never dreamt of going. Hundreds, if not thousands, of haunted and abandoned locations. We will visit with the paranormal from your nightmares and try to understand the unexplained. Ohio alone has 88 counties within our state, and virtually each one of those counties has a story to tell. Ohio's history is bloodstained throughout its history. We will be covering more than just Ohio. We will cover the state you live in, the country. Trust me. There are thrills, chills, and we are upping the fright factor with each new stop we make. We will be traveling the world, the globe, looking for the strange, the mysterious, and the frightening. Mostly, we will find the unexplainable. Many of these episodes are genuine. Others are legend or hearsay. Believe those that you choose or believe in none. It is your choice. Just get comfortable, sit back, dim the lights, and listen. So make sure to go check out their website, OhioHL.com, and make sure to go to their Facebook page, Ohio Hauntings and Legends Podcast. All right. Anyway, so to my story... All right, so, I, I mean, I, 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 we both just have weird stories 
uh, this time around. So I'm going to talk about... Oh, sorry. Can I talk about my fun fact? Uh, Yeah, I'll go fuck myself. (laughs) Um, Today's fun fact of the week is, uh, firstly, RIP to uh, Meatloaf. He's in heaven. Um, And also, did you know that Bad Out of Hell Own is like the fourth best-selling album of all time? I did not know that. Yeah. It's like... Really? Yeah, I I forget what it is, but he sold like... He, like, outsold a fuck ton of, like, Beatles albums and shit. Jesus he God. outsold, like, Led Zeppelin. So is he like going to have, like, a Netflix special now? Probably. Yeah. I don't know. Um, he came, like, right below, like, Whitney Houston. Ooh, he came right below her. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's up on, like, a little stool and he just... <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, rest in peace to a legend. And a great name as well. Like a better to hell, I'll be gone when I'm on him. It sounds, like, eight minutes long. Yes. Most of, yes, most of his are. Much like his meals. It only took him eight minutes to finish a six-course meal. <laughs> That's a uh, you know pretty common fact about him, actually. I highly doubt he was into like fine French cuisine. Oh, God no, dude, he was definitely just into McDonald's and Burger King. Yeah, <laughs> probably meatloaf. Yeah, probably meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna talk about uh, the weird events that happened in like medieval Europe, specifically Switzerland and France, where they were just. Like, put animals on, like, murder trials, dress them up as humans, and then fucking hang them and shit. It's kind of wild. I don't know. It doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, but I guess it made sense in medieval Europe. But they do a lot of bit weird shit back then. They do a lot of weird stuff. All right, so, uh, in today's world, uh, we've all all heard of stories of animals killing humans, uh, whether it be a dog attack or, like, a cougar fucking mauling someone to death as they were going for a walk, or right? Beel- or killing intruders into That's the corpsewood manor. I don't think is, he actually is that did recorded? that. Yeah, we don't know that. Uh, so in today's modern world, a response to said killings is uh, we would capture the animal and euthanize it, right? Yep. Uh, but back in medieval Europe, they had kind of a, in my opinion, a cooler system, which I would love to see, like a Judge Judy, but it's like a fucking chicken and like a guy being like, <laughs> It's like Rory, but with like a bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, quick sidebar. Did you hear about that bear that like wandered down to Cape Cod? And everybody was yes. freaking out because there were no bears on yeah. Cape Cod. Yep. And you really only had two ways to go, deeper into the Cape or back over the bridge. Also, it's bridges. Or did he just swim across I the don't canal? Know. But he kept like going deeper into yeah. Cape Cod and it was like yeah. a huge thing. Yeah, and everyone and was finally caught the this bear out. and relocated it. Yep. All right. Wild so, times. But what if I told you in the old days, particularly medieval Europe, it was commonplace to put an animal on trial with full representation for murder. Wait, so they had like a public defender? Yes. Literally, Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is why I love this. <laughs> wait, wait. So, imagine getting like a pro bono lawyer. Imagine having to be the guy, like a sign from the court to be like, fuck, I gotta defend this wolf. <laughs> Dude, you're just fucked. But I, I'll get into it. Apparently, they wanted to do it, some of the lawyers, because they saw it as a challenge. Oh, like, <laughs> he's not a this... bad cougar. He was just raised wrong. Dude, it was a lot of farm animals. Really? A lot of pigs. Pigs eat anything. And apparently pigs, there's like multiple cases of pigs just eating children. But do, do pigs kill people? <laughs> apparently in this, in some of the excerpts I have, yes. Uh, so anyways, uh, there are at least 85 known medieval animal trial cases that took place in Europe. But I'm sure there was like, a, you know, a ton more that weren't actually recorded. Yeah, they just weren't documented. Uh, so some were criminal trials against an individual animal for harming humans. And some were ecclesiastical trials against groups of animals for damaging human property. Okay. Ecclesiastical is like the church did shit yeah, against yeah, yeah. them. Like Ecclesiastes. Yeah, I had to, I had to Google it. Everything under the sun. <laughs> uh, so, the topic, the topic of medieval animal trials was first written 
uh, about by Edward P. Evans in his 1906 book, The Criminal Prosecution and Capital Punishment of Animals. I might go out of my way to read that book. It's probably a wild book if I had to guess. Yeah. Uh, so I have a quote from him. Uh, so he believed, quote, the judicial prosecution of animals resulting in their excommunication by the church or their execution by the hangman had its origins in the common superstition of the age, which has left such a tragic record on itself in this incredibly absurd and atrocious annals of witchcraft. I, like, I don't know why witchcraft's involved in that. But. I like the idea that the church is like, all right, pig, not only are you guilty <laughs> of eating a child, you're, you're no gl- longer allowed to come to <laughs> yeah. Sunday mass. No, there's like the, the church would like, quote unquote, excommunicate. Um, like there was this one trial. I didn't write this down. So I'm going to say this now before I forget. But the church had a group of rats that like ate the like, uh, like an Abbey's supply of wheat. Yeah, they did that. And they, like, found the rats, and they were like, all right, you have 14 days to get the rats out of here. The pregnant ones have 21 days because, you know, they they might have kids. And it's like, how can you... Like, is it some cuck's job to, like... the fucking altar boy that had to be like, well, this rat's pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) All right, so... So since this publication, several historians have examined this topic and have come up with their own ideas as to why these animal trials occurred. One states, uh, there was a ton, but there weren't like really interesting, and a lot of the quotes didn't make a single fucking lick of sense. So I just have one. Uh, uh, yeah, and then I have my own. I have my own take on this, and okay. then I have one historian's take. So the historian says uh, that the Christian notions that God granted man the power to rule over nature and that these trials were a way of enforcing human authority over the beasts of earth. You know how God is like, you know, like man's the highest yeah, power yeah, yeah. and all that shit. Mine is that like people just wanted to flex on pigs. <laughs> Be like, hey, here, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I also like the idea that like the court is like, now let that be a lesson to the rest of you pigs. Yeah, like, yeah, as right? if they're going to change their behavior whatsoever. Also, did they have a jury of one's own peers? <laughs> yeah, is it? <laughs> it's like a fucking rabbit. Is it it's ha- you and, like, a goat, and you're like, are you fucking serious? Like, is the fucking judge, like, a pig with, like, a big powdery wig? <laughs> the goat's the fucking head juror, so you have to try to get him <laughs> to decide. With Dude, imagine that fucking movie, 12 Angry Pigs. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, all right. So, uh... In her work, The Beast Within, Animals in the Middle Ages, Joyce Salisbury points uh, points to how in the late Middle Ages we see a blurring in the distinction between man and animal. Medieval literature is full of fables and stories where animals behave and act like humans. Uh, we can also see in medieval manuscripts images of birds, dogs, rabbits, and other creatures wearing human clothes and taking part in human activities. Strange, but I'll allow it. Including war. Oh, it's like that book? Like the the one where the, the corgi detective has to find the mayor rooster? You high? <laughs> <laughs> what are some, you talking about? I don't know. Some like book my mom would read to me as a kid. It was. I mean, a, I think you could also it's just about a detective who's a corgi <laughs> and he lives in a town of corgis that's ruled by a rooster. I mean, who's you the mayor? But then the mayor goes oh missing. <laughs> you could also just relate to like, or like Captain Toad. You oh remember him? Yeah, yes. He's a toad who yes. flies through space. Yeah, or uh, you know, the more relatable. Uh, oh fuck! What is that? The big pink uh pig uh clifford the big red dog no the fucking pigs the pigs? like the, the like animated show with pigs oh peppa pig yeah peppa pig it's Owen? like it's the modern version of that or the old version of that oh what are we talking about <laughs> <laughs> i'm talking about how animals were portrayed as humans back in the day and that's why this historian thinks that they were treated as humans because they were in like 
folklore and stories of acting like humans. So then they were somehow interpreted in the fucking, like, you know, malnourished brains of the medieval Europe. (laughs) Either way, I was relating it like it's like a Peppa Pig thing. Like, but since we have that shit, we don't think they're fucking real. Either way, that's their explanation, historians, of why people did this. I literally think people just wanted to flex on livestock. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they had nothing to do. None of these people could read, like... Maybe it's just like a fun Sunday afternoon. Right. Well, they probably couldn't do it on Sundays. That's, That's a good point. Day. That's Lord's Day. Yeah. Either way, people executed farm animals. <laughs> also, I have so many questions. All right, we'll get there. So, let's get into some wild-ass animal executions. So, the first ever recorded animal execution takes place in France in 1266. Um, it is said that there was a pig that was tried and subsequently burnt at the stake for eating a child. <laughs> I mean, it was... <laughs> Dude, cute. everyone was probably salivating. <laughs> it just smells like fucking bacon and ham shit. <laughs> yeah, that would be... T- smell pretty good, yeah. man. Uh, 1386. Uh, there was, like like I said, there's 85 accounts. I just picked some of my favorites out of what I could find. Um, 1386 in Falaise, France. Uh, Falaise, uh, I don't know. You know, it's fucking French. I don't know. It's spelled Falaise, but you probably pronounce it like... Okay. Because they don't, like, say half the syllables in there. Either way, uh, they convicted a pig of murdering an infant. Uh, before its execution, the pig was dressed in a waistcoat, gloves, a pair of drawers, <laughs> and they put a human mask on the pig. <laughs> and it was chained up to a fence before it was subsequently hung. <laughs> Wait, they hanged it? <laughs> how, do you, how do you hang a pig? <laughs> Yo, pig got a fat-ass neck, dude. <laughs> also, wouldn't it just slide off? Also, imagine having to be the- Imagine having to be the executioner. You have to wear the shit just to it's hang a, a fucking pig. pig. But how do you hang a pig? They don't have chins. I don't know, man. <laughs> do, you, do you have to like? You just, they're just standing up, and you gotta like pull the noose. Like what? I don't know. Fucking wild. I don't know. It's just like I'm trying to like imagine they have, like, hanging special, a pig. Like, pig gallows where they like pull a lever and the fucking pig drops down. <laughs> oh. What happened in medieval Europe, dude? Uh, um, so, pigs were the most frequent of animals to face human justice, but other creatures also got this treatment. In 1314, a bull was hung after it escaped from its pen and attacked a passerby, fiddly injuring him. Did you know that it's actually hanged? Is it hanged? Wait, it's, oh, it's it's, hung? If, you, if, you, if you put a picture on a wall, you've, hanged, you've hung a picture. Okay. But if you hang hanged, a human, you, it's hanged. you hanged them. So... Would you still say, like, he was hung? No, you Not, say like, he was the, in a sexual way. You say he was hanged. So he was hanged. But if you're talking right, about his penis, right. he was hung. All right. Yeah. All right. That's on me. That's on me. I learned that in sixth grade Shakespeare class. Ooh, why? <laughs> you know that I played... Um, you talked about that shit in sixth grade? Yeah, because they talk about it in... They they say hanged in Shakespeare when they, like, So they had to explain the process of executions to you in sixth grade? No, but... Well... I do remember, this is an absolute sidebar, I do remember watching a nature documentary in sixth grade about Africa, and there was like a British like narrator. Of course it was. And there was a very graphic sex scene about two hey. zebras, and he, the narrator was like, and watch the, the zebra with his massive erect penis <laughs> thrust up against the female zebra. It was very jarring. David Attenborough? <laughs> Probably, I don't know. Uh, so apparently, fucking zebras are hung. Oh yeah. Why do you think I, I got mean, a zebra a in the living room? Family of the, of a horse, right? Yeah. All right. Did you really have to ask that question? 
No, it was like uh, establishing that if a horse is hung. Either way, 1474, a court in Switzerland sentenced a rooster to be burned at the stake for, quote, the heinous and unnatural crime of laying an egg. So they misgendered a rooster <laughs> and, then, and then burned it at the stake because it laid an egg. <laughs> Switzerland, man. Yeah, right? Someone thought they had a, a rooster, they had a hen, it laid an egg, they put it on trial and burned it at the stake. That's fucking crazy, dude. Uh, so, more wild stories. 1457, a pig was convicted and hung for killing of a five-year-old boy. It is reported that her six piglets were also indicted in the murder, but because of their youth, they were sentenced to a life sentence with their original owner. Does that make any sense? Wait, wait sorry, say that whole thing again. I okay, so a pig... Yep. So, an adult mother pig who just had piglets okay. uh, was sentenced for killing a five-year-old boy. Okay. The piglets were said that they also had blood on them, so the piglets were also oh, indicted were in the murder. Correct. Okay. <laughs> but the piglets were let off the hook from execution and were given a life sentence of uh, just being owned by their owner for life, though. Isn't that exactly what would have happened? Yeah! It <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> it's so dumb, but their mom was executed. Do you think they, like ate the piglets eventually or were they like these are criminal pigs we're not gonna eat them it is a life sentence <laughs> that's true <laughs> Just like what the fuck uh, uh this is uh a pretty fucked up one as well also involves a pig eating a child because this is apparently a thing apparently pigs love kids <laughs> june 14th 1494 sorry quick sidebar oh god i was perusing the instagram explorer page a while ago and Uh-oh. i found you know how you can like Go to those, like, tropical islands, and there are a bunch of pigs walking around. In the, in the Bahamas, there's that. Yeah, yeah. in the Bahamas. I, I found a, vi- a, uh, a video of a woman in a bikini, and she was, like, trying to pet a pig. She was really hot. Oh, I've seen that one. The pig yeah. bit, bites her right yeah, on the like, ass. Right ass cheek, yeah. 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 Anyways, continue. We went to a pig island when I was in the Bahamas. Did you hang out with a pig? There was, like, not a lot. Did it bite you right on the ass? No. Oh. And then I went. Did jet, you look good in a bikini? Though? Then I went jet skiing, and then I accidentally trespassed on fucking Kevin Hart's property. He doesn't oh. know that. <laughs> hey, Kevin, we want you on the show, and we are sorry. It's a great house. He's next to Oprah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I was just jet skiing, and then they were like, t- "Anyways, did you get lost with DJ Khaled?" <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that. All right, so <laughs> June fourteenth, fourteen ninety four, a pig was arrested for having quote strangled and defaced a young child in its cradle. Uh, unquote. Can the, pigs technically strangle? Uh, I think they the don't pigs, have hands. I think I think it's just sheer weight. Sat like it, uh, apparently it sat on the child in a cradle and just ate its face. <laughs> 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 Fucking brutal. So during the trial, several witnesses explained that quote on the morning of Easter Day, which is like oh, oh, why Easter of all days. Ugh. As the father, you know, someone rises from the grave and your kid goes to the grave. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, as the father was guarding the cattle and his wife uh, was absent in the village of Dizzy, which I don't know where that is because it didn't say what. Oh, Dizzy Bad? It's just D-I-Z-Y. Dizzy. You ever played Dizzy Bad? No. Oh, you never played Dizzy Bad? The infant being left alone in its cradle. Um, the pig is said to have entered the house and disfigured and ate the face and neck of the child. You know, with all these fucking pig murders going on, you feel like you should really keep an eye on the pigs more than the cattle. Yeah, I agree with that. But, also, I mean, he learned his lesson to stop watching the cattle and watch the pigs now. Also, to circle back, I totally didn't even touch on this. They hanged a bull. 
Yeah. How much fucking... It's a fucking heavy object, dude. You think they just used a chain? <laughs> like, how many guys did it take to fucking hoist, hoist up it. a bull? To hoist a bull, yeah. Ugh, dude, rough day. Uh, oh, by the way, this pig was also dressed as a human after the trial and hung for his crimes. <laughs> they, dude, I still love that they put a fucking human mask on the pig and fucking hung why? <laughs> Do you think the executioner's like, only hang humans? <laughs> Maybe. And then they tricked him by putting a mask on. Yeah, it checks out. Uh, so another type of medieval animal trial that also took place during this time are the ecclesiastical courts that I mentioned prior. The church courts. Yeah. So where bishops and other church officials would rule against groups of animals that were damaging human property. Uh, these could be mice eating crops or insects attacking a vineyard. Like I said, when those they like kick the mice out. How do you try out. a swarm of insects? Yeah, you know, just one guy going, hey, hey, and I'm trying to get him in the courthouse. Oh, hey. <laughs> they, they get one guy to go out there and catch a bunch of ladybugs. Yeah, there's one like dumbass in the field with a lady or a fucking butterfly <laughs> net. <laughs> no, that one's the innocent one. Get the other one. <laughs> Uh, so often, these trials would lead to a verdict where the holy men would order the animals to be banished from the area. How like, do you like, banish, like, a grasshopper? Also, can you imagine being a guard, and they're like, alright, we just banished this. If it comes back, fucking kill it. And it's just like, oh, what? Like, <laughs> It's like, you just showed me 1,500 grasshoppers. How am I supposed to keep track of that? <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? Uh, so, the lawyers who took part in these trials, like I mentioned before, uh... Sometimes came up with a novel argument to defend these animals. Uh, oh, uh, I have a missing bullet point. Either way, oh, damn, dude. I'll finish this, and there was more I was supposed to say here. Um, but a lot of the people took it because they thought it would be a challenge to defend an animal, which yeah. I it don't... It seems like a major challenge. ...ever think the animals won. Because like oh. I said, it's not a jury of one's own peers. Kangaroo court, dude. Uh, so... There were, uh, lawyers would take these uh, these jobs and they would try to find like different like excuses essentially. I know that's not the right word, but They're different probably pulling, defenses. Like, quotes from the Bible, being like, "See, well, even so, God says he'll kill a baby." Ready? The 16th century lawyer Bartholomew Chassini was successful in stopping a trial against rats that ate a field of barley by claiming that his clients could not appear in court because they were afraid of the village's cats. <laughs> And he won. <laughs> I mean, he's probably not wrong. Dude, do you think that guy, like, okay, like, you clearly don't consult with your client prior to the trial because it's a fucking rat, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then you walk out of there with the winnings from the trial being like, what did I just do? Could like, you imagine a fucking, like, lawyer sitting down with, like, ten rats and being <laughs> like, listen, you've already paid me my retainer, okay? I'm not here to judge you. I just need to know. It's like, guys, did sit you do still. it? Sit still. <laughs> did you do it or did you not? <laughs> we could take a plea deal if you did it. <laughs> He's trying to put like little suits on him to <laughs> look good for the trial. Yeah, who was in charge of dressing up these pigs? Was I it the lawyers? I don't know. Uh, there was like one thing that said it was in like uh, what's the ancient? Not ancient. What's the medieval uh, coin that they use? Like d- dinar, d- dinaris. Yeah. They were like giving me the prices of some shit, but I just didn't. I didn't think that was like fucking accurate at all. It was yeah, like sure. it was like ten dinaris to defend this animal. It's like it was in different states. They were probably different for every. Yeah. Either way, uh, medieval Europe was a little fucking tapped. High on ergot, putting the animals on trial. Yeah, I was about to ask that. <laughs> like, do you think maybe it's like fucking like callback to medieval LSD? Yeah. One of our most popular Whatever, episodes. It's my favorite. I think episode. it was a bunch of like fucking. People just tapped out of their minds on LSD, being yeah. like, "That kid killed my yep. pig, killed my baby." Also, can you imagine like 
if the pig, like, if you walk into your house and there, you know your kid's in the cr- in a cradle and you walk into there's a pig sitting on your child just eating its throat, like, <laughs> you, you wouldn't just, like, fucking, like, stab it right there. You would be like, I'll arrest you. <laughs> Citizens arrest! <laughs> Call the constables! <laughs> and then they have to show up and be like, Are you, fight- I- you want me to arrest him? Or here's another theory, that, theory. Like, do you think, like, a lot of these people were just, like, just killed their kids and were like, I don't know, pig did it. That's actually a good point as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you could get away with a lot more back then. Uh, yeah. There's no DNA evidence. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a very good point. I think that's all I have. I don't know about you. That's all I have. You just took a very deep, sad sigh. I'm still so sorry. Still under the weather. It's still sad about meatloaf. Ugh. Can we make meatloaf tonight? No, nah, I already have food out. It's mm-hmm. turkey. I'm trying to avoid red meat now because I'm... Uh, eating healthier. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we hope that you've enjoyed this week's episode of uh, the What Happened podcast. You know, follow us on Instagram at What Happened underscore underscore Pod. We'll post some pictures of uh, some pigs in human clothes. I guess. <laughs> Pig in a blanket. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how I'm gonna find that. But, <laughs> um, uh, That's a good point. You're welcome. Check us out uh, on YouTube. It's uh, What Happened podcast. What happened with two question marks? Honestly, just type syrup and submarines because the YouTube algorithm doesn't like us. You won't be able to find us if you just type what happened podcast. But we're getting better. So we're getting there. Moving up in the chains. The chains? I don't know. Never break the chain or something. (laughs) Chain, chain, chain. I I was quoting a different song. but Chain of Fools? Fleetwood Mac. What happened?